Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Painter Files podcast. I am your host, Jaws Blake, as you well know. Uh, for those who've never been here before, I talk about painting, being a painter, art school stories, life, liberty, and the pursuit of being a painter. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes everything is amazing, and sometimes it's just about how difficult uh, some things are. Just trying to be creative all the time and do stuff. But uh, I appreciate everyone who's gone on this adventure with me. This is episode 121. Let's get going. So, it is December 6th, 2021. I'm feeling pretty good, honestly. Uh, I'm a little sore. I'm definitely uh, feeling my age to an extent kind of catch up with me a little bit. All my bruises and bumps have slowly kind of become a little more prevalent than they were once upon a time. I used to be more kind of able to kick all the stuff off and not really have that as an issue. But um, yeah, I got to slow down sometime, just a tiny bit, just to, to soak, put a little rub on, and then just keep going. It's a part of life. It's an everyday thing. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> Take your vitamins, uh, please have, please drink water, and um, just, you know, accept that you are a human doing as well as a human being. Someone's going to love that. Probably going to be Netarara. <laughs> or else it's going to go, boo, that's so corny. That's okay. Sometimes corny is good. Corny is a reflection sometimes of just being alive. And, you know. That's always good. Also, on the art perspective, uh, I'm working on the on the fourth book now. Um, I just finished the third last year, or towards the end, the end of this year. I finally published the third. Uh, it took me a while during the summer to do it, and I've really kind of put all my artwork together to make that. And I've got all this work that I've always wanted to put in a book that I've never really done before. So like I said previously, I'm waiting till about 2023 to put out this one. It's going to be really, really nice. It's going to have a lot of tall paintings, a lot of the kind of really colorful ones that I've never really put in books before. And yeah, it should be really good. My mom is actually was actually in town, and I gave her a couple of the paintings from the old book, and she's going to try and see if she can find me in an affordable way to make prints so that I can sell them at events because I went to an art market and they had all these cool things and everything was there and it was just really nice and it was actually inexpensive it was like 50 bucks uh it is always funny though when people like see those things because they're like oh it's only 50 dollars to do that and it's like well no because you need a table and you need fixtures and you need all these other things so these are not free parts these parts are a bit more expensive and you know, you also see like they have they have like tents and stuff like that. So it's it's not really fifty dollars. It's like to rent the space is fifty bucks. All the other stuff is typically hundreds of dollars <laughs> to get going. But it was nice to go with my mom and my extended family of my sibling in law, my wife, her mom. So that was cool to just kind of see all the stuff and have a little taste of all the 
little restaurants and stuff going on in in D.C. around uh, the town we live in, Tacoma Park. Even though I'd know Tacoma Park would say, we are a city. And it's like, yes, you are a city that is the size of a town. You are completely right. <laughs> I'm just making enemies left and right. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. I just, I can't behave myself. I'm sorry. I would try, but then again, I don't really want to. Because I enjoy not behaving myself. And naturally, I've already had some alert go off on a device so now that's in the podcast because adult things and what we do um like i said my mom was in town and i hung out with her and my dad and alec hung out with us and we went and saw christmas lights and all these things i'm not gonna lie and say the christmas lights are my thing because they're not but it was nice to see everybody to just kind of get a chance to be in a car with everyone just hanging out was nice is rare. I haven't. I don't remember the last time something like that happened in my life. So I know it was. It was interesting, <laughs> and it was funny. So there was that. Because you know, I'm not going to behave myself now. I was 40. Why would I start behaving myself now? I've never behaved myself. Um, yeah, and then you just kind of go from there. I've got a bunch of stuff going on. Like I said, with the art stuff again. Uh, I started, I dropped off the first painting for the art project that I'm working on, which is like a mini artist project where I've, I start a painting and then I pass it on to another artist and then they, then they do some stuff and then they pass it on to another artist and so on and so forth. And at the end, it's like a big quilting bee type of thing where like there's a bunch of artists on a piece and then we can promote it. We can make stuff with it or somebody can just keep it and whatever. That's fine. I'm just happy that these things find themselves and and make themselves into the world so uh to my friend seven who's like my family um i hope you enjoy it and wherever you go with it i look forward to going on that journey with you um i'll post things as it goes on probably social media and my website so as things change you will be notified and that will be kind of fun and cool. I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens next. This podcast is a wonderful, amazing podcast. Has a gorgeous and incredible sponsor that sells ink and paintbrushes and paint and even paper called Yasutomo Inc. <laughs> I'd been saying it wrong for a while now, and uh, a couple of you had actually been telling me, and I forgot the password to the Painter Files podcast at gmail.com email, which is very, very silly. Um, and so I finally got it right. <laughs> so if you go to Yasutomo Inc., which is spelled uh, Y A. S. <laughs> this is the worst. Uh, so, oh my God. Y A S U T O M O dot com. Then you can go and check out all their cool stuff. They've got lots of amazing things, like I said. And it's really just kind of incredible. They've been so nice to me and just so wonderful. And they're 
hilarious because they've never actually corrected me on any of these things. But they're, you know, they're just sweet, sweet, sweet people. And, um, yeah, I just, I love, I love having them as a sponsor. I've never tried to have them say my name, so it's kind of, that's probably why. <laughs> they're kinder to me than some of these other people. But, um, yeah, and I'm trying to get a little contract with Arteza, which is another paint company that I really love. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Forever growing, forever expanding, always making. I got it right, guys. All right. Nice, nice, nice. Thanks, kids. My little uh, niñas and niños. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. I really want to work on a bunch of cool stuff next year. It goes on beyond past the project that I want to do. Because I do want to do that cool project with um, with a bunch of different artists. And we all kind of do like these throw up pieces uh not vomit <laughs> but you uh the, the art of throwing up work onto walls and and just canvases and all these like little projects or whatever i really want to like do a lot of collaborative work next year i want to do some shows if the world opens up enough and i want to just have a good time and make lots and lots of art that's really celebratory I thought for a while when I wanted to make a bunch of art projects that I wanted to make a bunch of stuff that you couldn't see anywhere but just in the book. But the more I've kind of enjoyed it more, the more I've considered the idea of, yes, I want to do some of those things, but some of that artwork, like when it sees the world once, it should be able to be shared and expressed beyond just that moment in the internet. You know, just that moment on an app or on my website, it should it should live farther than that. And then waiting for an art show to happen, you know, that could be years. So I want to I want to do more. I want to do more than just that. So I got to figure out how I'm going to do that and what's going to happen. But I think it'll be really beautiful when it all comes together. I want to do some collaborations with some musicians where I do some EP stuff for them. I want to do some figures and stuff like that. I want to make some stuff out of clay and then do molds and then make those into like maybe piggy banks and then just kind of sell those or just collectibles and things like that. I just think it would be really fun to have them one in my own studio, but also to kind of share them with other people. I love making art and then kind of sharing it outward. I think... I think it's not really alive until you've birthed it into existence, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I want to try and do more meditative arts where I paint things and then I let them just kind of ebb and flow out of me more unconsciously. Super important. I feel like we've spent a lot of time trying to make art and then... let it spread via osmosis, I guess. I feel that's kind of hopeful, but unrealistic in that way. I'm thinking of perhaps giving up coffee forever. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Probably not, but maybe not. And doing more just teas all the time. I feel 
I feel like I get more out of tea. I feel like coffee is kind of something I do sometimes out of more habit than I do enjoy it. So, and it doesn't really, I don't think it sits well with a lot of the things that I try and do health-wise. So, we'll find out. We'll try and figure all that out on what to do next. And, yeah, that's what I want next year to be, exploratory. So I had the stream last night. That's right. This is the famous I Dream of Mice. I Dream of Dead Mice. Jeez, didn't even get it right the first try. I Dream of Dead Mice, uh, part of my podcast, where I talk about my dreams and what I think they mean. And then I talk about some of the stuff that you guys send me, about all the things, Galatis, about all the wonderful and amazing, like, just conversational pieces that we've we've had that should be featured in this segment. So I'm going to talk about them today and this and such. <laughs> um, so I was having this dream where I was in an ocean. I don't know which one. And I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of waiting in the water. I see no bottom, which typically would freak me out. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Uh, deep, deep water is very freaky to me. But I'm at peace with it. I'm very calm. Nothing's coming to get me or anything of that nature. I'm just kind of... It's just me resting with my thoughts and my being in the water and such. And I'm just looking up at the stars in the sky. And all the fish are above me. And all the stars are actually underneath me. So the, the, the horizon is flipped. And I'm just taking it all in and enjoying it. And it's just very wild and interesting. How it's all kind of flowing and becoming this. I'm seeing kind of like the world just, just breathe. That was the whole dream. There wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot going on. I didn't feel panicked. I didn't feel at peace, but I felt just alive and aware. I don't know what that means, <laughs> to be exact. I want to think it means I'm starting to kind of grasp my my time on the world, my age, my life is starting to kind of make a little more sense to me and i'm i'm accepting that i'm i'm seeing things from different perspectives and i seem to be okay with it i don't see the world on the same fit in the same way everybody else does i talk to myself all the time <laughs> the extra painter files podcast that goes on outside of this one is very interesting and weird i'm sure to everybody else walking past but it feels, you know, it's like a Marvin Gaye vinyl album track. It's loud and it's calm and it's ever evolving. So, yeah. So my last dream that I shared a while back, I got a couple emails on. 
And it was basically about, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact words. Let me look it up. Okay. So, um, apparently the flood, the flooding apartment or house condo dream I had about mall where the house was flooding and I was going back under to try and get her and I was panicking but then kind of making peace at the same time pulling things out apparently the flooding part of it really resonated with a lot of people which I think is interesting we we've all kind of I guess we're all worried about kind of losing everything via some type of natural occurrence that we can't control like it's like it's the like it's the um mm, trying to find the words like it's the natural death of things like it's an inevitability and yeah i guess i get that to an extent like that's a lot it's a lot to realize that like you know things are born they live they die and then they're gone I guess I guess I get that. I feel weird because like my own mortality doesn't really ring with me that much, but the idea of losing everything around me, the the ones I love and so on and so forth, really kind of stick with me as these these phobic moments of my life. I don't know what to call them, but I do recall feeling fearful. And I guess that sticks with a lot of people. I guess all we can really do is just kind of live. If if these things are truly the inevitable aspects of all the things that we do and the things that happen around us, then we have to figure out a way to make peace with them in a way. Like acknowledge the trauma of it, but then also acknowledge that we were only here for a short amount of time. But that also means everything around us is only here for a short amount of time. And I think the anxiety of that is what gets to most people. I think sometimes with a lot of artists, they can't... The idea of a finite amount of paintings or a finite amount of creativity is oftentimes a big fear for them on whether or not they can sell the work that they make. And I guess I, I've kind of... I've become more like the cat mom in a way. I have my babies and then they grow up and then they go off and do their own things and I'm I'm at peace with that in a way. I don't know that that's how cats really feel obviously, but you know, from the understanding of 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 someone who's had cats has had kittens several several amounts of kittens throughout the their lifespan um earlier in my life. Um I had a stray cat that used to live outside and it have babies and those babies grow up and have their own babies and so on and so forth. And it was just, it was like a big cycle, like a stray gang of cats that were very nice. But there was something to be said about the factor that, you know, even after they were all spayed and neutered, they all just kept living. No one really kind of, I never saw a cat sitting on a porch staring at the sun, contemplating, well, I am the last of my, I'm the last of my gene pool. They just kind of, you know, went on being a cat. Maybe they do contemplate that. Who knows? But I, I don't feel like that's the case. 
I feel like I'm, I'm so off tangent. Uh, <laughs> I just love, I love that we all kind of connect with these, these parts of, of just talking about our dreams and doing these things. Um, thank you for everybody who did the homework assignment, uh, who talked about all the things that they've, they've done and the things they fear and they worked past and the things that bother them and the things that they've learned to let roll off their back as they've gotten older. I learned so much from those just conversations. So I encourage everybody else to continue to share your dreams and your dream interpretations, your coping mechanisms, even your meditational practices with uh, me on painterfilespodcast at gmail.com. Cool. Thanks. I think the weird part that I remember about art school was kind of more of a college thing than it was an art school thing. Because like when you go out, when you live out of town during the holidays and everybody leaves to go, everybody who's also out of town, which is a lot of them leave to go back home and you don't, you're kind of as you're kind of one of those like foreign exchange students for all intents and purposes. So I remember one year, I was in town, and I couldn't go back home because I didn't have the money. So I stayed in town, and we had like a Friendsgiving type of thing. Uh, for those who aren't aware, Friendsgiving is like this concept where a bunch of people who all have, who don't really have family to hang out with for the holidays, for whatever reason, all come together, and they become your adopted family, and you share food and stories and life and you know, hardships and so on and so forth. It's just, it's just this really beautiful kind of experience. So I remember going to this one lady's house named Nina. And Nina had a twin sister uh, whose name I can't remember. And it was like Crystal or something like that. Or North Carolina. Everybody's name is Crystal. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, it was just kind of funny. It was uh, I was living in Wilmington at the beach, and we went, and there were, like, kids, and I remember people were asking me, because I was just sitting with the kids making little art stuff, blocks and so on, tic-tac-toe and so on, and we were all just, like, making art and doing these little things, little, pro little kids' art projects. And I remember somebody came up and said, do you not like kids? And I was like, why? You know, I'm fine with kids. Why? Like you're just not saying anything to them. And I was like, we're just making things. We've made like four or five things in the last couple of hours. Like we're just communicating differently. And I just thought that was really kind of funny that they interpreted me not trying to, I guess, come at the kids at the same level they were coming at everything else. Instead, we're just kind of sitting there. They're like We're going back and forth and we're making things together, laughing and whatnot. And the kids are coming over and they're bringing stuff. And they're like, hey, play with this. And you're like, okay. And you start messing with it. And then you hand it back. And you're like, how about that? And they go, oh. They give you like a one out of five score. We're like, oh, that's like a three. <laughs> I need you to at least give me a four. And you're like, okay, let me figure this out. And it was just, it was very interesting. It was funny, but it was mostly very interesting. And then we watched like some anime or whatever. I forget what it was. It was like... It wasn't Spirit Away, but it was some Studio Ghibli anime that was just nice and silly. And I, I enjoyed it. I just did. 
And I remember it was a time when I was, I was contemplating whether I should continue to be an artist because I was having a hard time just being like sporadically artistic. This has happened a few times in my life. I got to be honest with you. And I was a bit in a rut and the kids just kind of forced me to like bring me a piece of paper and some crayons, draw a banana. And you're like, why? <laughs> and they're like, draw a banana. And you're like, okay. So you draw a banana and they're like, mm, make them have a cowboy hat. And you're like, why? And they're like, look at you. Like, you need to stop asking me why I draw these bananas. And I'm like, okay. So we're just doing those and whatnot. And it was just, it was an interesting it gave me a bunch of kind of coping mechanisms in a way on how to deal with not feeling creative at the time. How to just focus on doing something, whether it was something that I thought was going to be incredibly meaningful or not. Because, you know, there's that point in your artistic career where everything's got to be super deep. And sometimes you just got to draw a banana with a cowboy hat on it, you know, obviously as the great painters had quoted back in the day. <laughs> it's just, um, I don't know, it was interesting. I learned, I learned a really great life lesson from children that day. And, I mean, it was interesting because I'd never really had German food before. And a German Thanksgiving, of all things, was quite different as far as food went. And a lot of soda bread, a lot of, like, uh, bitters, it was interesting. It was very, very, and they were all vegan. So it was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, I've never been vegan in my life. I've been vegetarian and I've stayed pescatarian, which is to say I, I eat fish um, occasionally. And yeah, it was just interesting to kind of hear all these things and try all these different foods and see all these like amazing cookbooks of Sartre. Uh, also, in some case, if you guys get a chance, you should follow my friend Hannah Cherry, who has a YouTube site. Um, what is it? Looks That Kale. <laughs> I love that. It's still the funniest name in the whole world to me. Looks That Kale. Um, yeah. And, you know, Kale, like K-A-L-E. If you, uh, if you look it up, you'll see my friend Hannah. She works at, like, a farm, but she makes all these, like, kind of food things and whatnot. Uh, just, like, the story of being a vegan and so on and so forth. A really cool lady with some cool, cool kind of vibes and stories. She's a funny kid. And even though, you know, grown adult, and I got to stop calling everybody kid, but <laughs> just a great person. Um, yeah, so I hope... I'll be checking out. <sighs> we reached that point of the show where we do uh, kind of like a weekly meditation. I did the last one last week with the ball, and apparently you guys really like the ball. It's interesting. I didn't think it would be something that really kind of resonated with people as much. But apparently, it's actually a really good meditation for a lot of people. And it's something I've been doing for such a long time, and I didn't know it was really that interesting. But let's work on that. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. 
breathe out. So, you know, put your your legs kind of a little bit apart. Put your sole, all your feet on the ground. I do it in a chair. You can do it on the floor if you like. And then you, you take your palms and you put them up. As you lay them on the, uh, the back side of your hands on your knees. And you're going to take, you're going to imagine all your energies. Your good, your bad, your... You're just your, your strength, all in like a little ball. And you're just going to kind of bring it up in the air above your head. And then it comes back down on your hand on your other thigh. In your lap, basically. <laughs> this is a horrible description, I'm sorry. Um, and you just breathe a little up in the middle. And then down again. And in that you're just recharging yourself. Like a battery. Like one of those little clicky things. On like a on a desk. It goes t -t 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 -t. The kinetic energy just kind of going. Take all your wants and your hopes and your needs. And they're up in the air. They're being fulfilled as they're up there. And they're coming back down to you. All your worries and your all your worries and your fears and everything. They're going up, being cleaned and cleansed, and they're coming back down to you again. They're still there. But all the stress and the hardship you put behind them is gone. You're just letting it go. Breathing. Exhaling. We put so much kind of we put so much strength into all these kind of things that we do, and then the fears of them coming into fruition or not being perfect. And a lot of times, it's it's what we put on them that makes them hard. The actual thing that we do is just the thing that we do. You don't want to get out of bed, and so you have to kind of go through all this extra motions to get up, but you do, and then once you start moving and get going, throwing it up in the air, as it were, it's less difficult than it was when you were on your back trying to figure out how to get back up. Well, you just kind of have to keep going that way. You're just recharging. Take the energy, put it up. Let it grow like a flame. It comes back down, reshaped. More wax, <laughs> like a reverse candle. And it just, you know, it's there. Being. I hope you're all really well, and I hope however you had your week, that it's, it's shaping out to be beautiful. A quick question for those, uh, and I got this from another, another meditative artist. Um, 
on a scale of one to five, how do you feel right now? Take a, a sip of whatever you're drinking. I got some green tea with me. Taking a sip. Now on a scale of one to five, how do you think you have, how do you feel your energy is to handle the rest of the day? Hmm. Yeah, got deep, right? <laughs> I myself, I feel like I'm at like a four and I feel like I'm probably at like a, I'm pretty average, about a three for the rest of the day. And that's good for me. So, I hope you're well. I love you. Please remember to drink lots and lots of fluids and be extra nice to yourself. This podcast is super important to me, and I, I love all the people who've helped me kind of grow it. I got a little kind of thing from Spotify telling me how much the podcast has grown this year. And that made me feel really good. So thank you. Um, for those who want to help support the podcast, please uh, rate and subscribe. And, you know, comment, share, all those things. You can find my videos on on my YouTube channel, Painter Files. And also you can always reach me at painterfilespodcast at gmail.com. I'll try not to lose the password again. You can always find me here on the Painter Files podcast because it's my jam. And yeah, and also, you know, I'd love to have more of you on Patreon. It uh, doesn't cost very much, and it's once a month, once a charge once a month, and I share a lot of things with you that I typically don't really put on anything else. And, you know, there's lots of interactions and so on and so forth. So I, I love you all very much. You are amazing. You do great shit. And I will see you next week. Adios. Painter Files out. Ciao.